0: Hey there, it's Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. I'm the creator of yourcourageouslife.com, the director of the Courageous Living Coach certification at teamclcc.com, and I'm the author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers everywhere, and of course, at Amazon. And as you might have guessed, I'm the host of this podcast, the Your Courageous Life podcast. We're going to talk about going after what you want and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. I might drop a couple of F-bombs, so don't listen with your kids in the backseat. And here we go. Hi there. I'm so happy to be here for another episode of the Your Courageous Life podcast. If you haven't already, if you have a sec to put a rating in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you can put a podcast rating these days, so appreciate it. Today's episode is gonna be all about fear of failure. Particularly what to do when fear of failure gets into your head and starts causing such a head trip that you feel like you can't even get started. That like low grade, can't concentrate. What is even going on? I can't seem to like even begin. Should it begin here? Should it begin there? I'm sure that we all know how this goes. So I have a question for you to consider as a jumping off point for talking about fear of failure. So here it is. What's so wrong with failure? Like really contemplate this for a second. What's actually so wrong with failure? Are you absolutely sure? that failure is bad? Are you absolutely sure that failure is something that anyone needs to be afraid of, that you need to be afraid of? Are you sure? Are you positive? Would you stake your life on it that failure is bad? That failure is wrong? Here's what I notice about fear of failure. My own anyone else's. Failure threatens our personal identities. We think, we operate under the capital S story, the assumption that if we fail, it means something about who we are. We think that if we fail, we have to question who we are. And that isn't true. In fact, I would argue that failure doesn't say anything about who we are. But whether or not we're willing to go into something and risk failure says a lot about our character and who we are. Whether or not we are willing to pick ourselves up after a failure says a lot about who we are. So the failure itself does very little to define us unless of course we let it it's all the stuff around it that actually means more so what's so wrong with failure what's really so bad about it a couple people have asked me how I got the endorsements for the courage habit that I got because I got some good ones if I do say so myself several best-selling authors Daniel Pink I mean let me tell you the day Daniel Pink's endorsement for my book came through it was like a full circle moment because a decade earlier I was a college professor and I taught one of his books to the students at the college where I was teaching so you know to to one day many years later have him endorsing my own book it was just like total you know. I mean, I, there's nothing cool for me about <laughs> the endorsements for the courage habit. I'm very like, oh my God, Daniel Pink said he liked my book. I like cried that day. Sarah Knight, New York Times bestselling author of The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a mm, and You Do You, endorsed my book. Very exciting for me. Dean Karnazes, another New York Times best-selling author. He's an ultra-marathoner. I I just think he's amazing. Sark. Uh, Kate Northrup. Jennifer Loudon. Susan Piver, another best-selling author. People are like, how'd you get those endorsements? I'm not besties with all these people. Here's how I got those endorsements. And plenty of people said no, by the way. Here's how I got the endorsements. I decided that I was okay with the idea that they would say no, that there could be a failure, a rejection, a thing not going the way I wanted it to be. It just didn't, I I was just like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? They can say no. I'll still be alive. No one will be bleeding. My book, you know, the contract is signed. The book is coming out, whether these Guys endorse it or not, it's like, oh my God, this is so amazing if they say yes. And of course, I'll feel some disappointment if they say no, but I'll never know if I don't try. So there we go. So, in other words, let me bring it back to when I say failure threatens our personal identities, we think that if we fail, we have to question who we are. What I mean is that, uh, that if I had been afraid of failure, It would have been something around my personal identity, probably a personal identity around not good enough. I'm not good enough for them to say yes. And making it mean something. You know, oh, if they don't say yes, it makes it mean that myself or my work is no good. And I just decided not to make it mean that. So let me come back to this question. This is for you. I'm not meaning to go on and on about myself, just using myself and my life as an example. Wherever you have a fear of failure in your life, think about the things that are most important to you. Do you have a fear of failure around parenting? Do you have a fear of failure around your business? Do you have a fear of failure around getting your book proposal through? Do you have a fear of failure around your relationship? Do you have a fear of failure around creative expression, someone telling you no, rejection? Those are all quote-unquote failures of a sort. What's so wrong with failure? how can you be sure that it would be so wrong? How can you be sure that it would be so bad? And if you can't be sure that it's wrong or bad, then maybe look at that and go, ah, where am I afraid of failure? Where do I have a fear of failure that keeps me from even starting or from really you know, fulfilling my potential, going as far as I know I could go? Where is that about a personal identity, either someplace where a failure would somehow make me question my enoughness, my identity as I'm enough or I'm good or I'm okay? Where might that not be true? Where could you give yourself the grace of not making it mean something? I am the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification, meaning I train, our team trains and certifies life coaches from all over the world. And one of the things that we say at our kickoff retreat, we always start with an in-person kickoff retreat, and then everybody goes home, and then we move to a, a distance learning model from there. But one of the things that we say during our kickoff retreat is, watch what you make it mean watch what you make it mean and you're in charge you're in choice around what you make something mean so speaking of watching what you make it mean and getting underneath this story that failure is bad i want to ask you a slightly different question to contemplate how has failure been a positive for you in the past how has failure been in any way positive for you in the past? I'm thinking now of all the stories I've heard of people who were fired from some job and then went on to do something really great. And it was the thing they were meant for, right? You know, they got fired and it was the thing that they were meant for. If they hadn't gotten fired, they might have spent years toiling away at a job they weren't really meant for, thinking, this is all I can expect of life. Failure of marriages, failure of launches, products, businesses, failing classes at school. Did any good come of any of those experiences? How has failure been a positive in the past? I'm going to be quiet for a few seconds while you have an opportunity to contemplate that question. if you're having any trouble coming up with how failure could have been a positive in the past, I think we could bring it to the right here, right now, present, which is that if you are willing in this moment right now to look at something you learned or some way that you grew even amid failure, some way that you were willing to saddle up and get back on the horse, some way that you were willing to rise, if you're willing to go well, right here, right now, I can find that thing that I'm I'm willing to say I grew from, I learned from, I shifted, then right here, right now is where you get to decide that a past failure is a present-day victory. I'm always saying in my work that I don't think you have to go there um, until you're ready. So there might be a very real process you need to engage with before you're ready to go. That failure that happened, okay, what did I learn for it? How, from it? How is that my gold? Where am I going from here? If we rush too fast to go into that place, I totally get it. It's spiritual bypass. It's just like sticking glitter on a poop sandwich and trying to say, here's a meal. You know, <laughs> hopefully you're laughing with me with these analogies. So I'm not suggesting that. You might need to grieve. Failure necessitates grief. And you get to have a process. You get to grieve. You get to say, that was awful the way I was treated. Or you get to say, that was wrong. It was unjust. That was not right. You get to feel your very real feelings. Those aren't failures either. Process through them, though, so that you can go, you know what? (laughs) if the only thing to come out of that experience is I get to see that everything is survivable and that I'm stronger than I thought I was, then there you go. That's where I get to be today. That doesn't mean I'm saying what happened in the past was okay. That doesn't mean that if people mistreated me, I go, oh, well, it's fine. No, I just get to say in this moment right here, right now, I, got, I get to see how strong I actually am. And in that way, Failure becomes a positive. Now here's the last thing I'll say about fear of failure in this episode. And if you're thinking about particularly a fear of failure that keeps you from even starting, I really love the looking at possible failures and anticipating them method. Tim Ferriss talks about this in his TED Talk and in... I think in The 4-Hour work week, one of his other books, where he says anytime he's afraid of failing at something, he sits down and he goes, well, okay, let me actually look at this and go, like, what could possibly happen? And if that happened, how would I mitigate the damage? So if you're afraid to even start with something... How will you just go, well, what are the possible failures that could happen here? And what could I do to minimize the damage if they did happen? So my example with getting endorsements for the courage habit, it was like, okay, let me look at possible failures here. So first, biggest failure thing that I was really afraid of, that everyone I ask will say no. (laughs) And that would be super embarrassing and, you know, all that. So, So let's start there. Okay. So if everyone... I ask says no what would I do to minimize the fallout from that and basically it's like okay well I already knew that my publisher has some authors some other authors of their titles that maybe they could ask you know maybe maybe somebody I don't even know would be receptive and I tried to go you know what I'm sure there is a book out there that exists that has no endorsements on it. And that's okay. And also I tried to go, look, what are the chances that literally everyone you ask is going to say no? So probably not going to happen. And then, well, uh, another failure would be people say no and I'm feeling crappy about myself. What if that happens? Well, I can make a decision right here, right now to not let it mean anything. Like you can send your fiction to the New Yorker. You can apply for the job. You can go to your partner and say, I know things have been really bad between us, but I love you and I want to work this out. You can hug your kids tight and say, I'm very sorry about how tense and stressed I've been lately. You can have the do-over. You can have the do-over without making it mean something if someone else or some circumstance external to you does not cooperate. What's more important is that you decide right here, right now, I want to do it differently or I want to take the risk or I want to be vulnerable or I want to at least try. There's value to me in trying. So if you're feeling like you really are having trouble with fear of failure, I would say, be so gentle with yourself. Sit down. Take out a sheet of paper. Make three columns. In the first column, put what you want to do. Right next to it in the second column, put what you're afraid could happen. And really go with like worst case failures, worst case scenarios, little tiny things that you're kind of worried about that, you know, ev- you know, all those little things that just kind of worry you in the back of your mind. And then ask yourself if this did happen, what would I do? What would I decide to make it mean about me or not? How would I react? How would I respond? And I love it when people think of this how would I respond from the place of their most courageous self. How would your most courageous self respond? I know my most courageous self responds with a mixture of first I need to feel my pain, I need to feel that I'm hurt, I need to feel fully that I don't know what I'm doing and that's hard or scary. And then once I've had some time to feel that in a way that's really authentic and really honest, then it's like, okay, how do I get up the next day, get out of bed and behave think believe as my most courageous self and that most courageous self is not just always walking around going I am ruler of the world it's not like that kind of a most courageous self it's a most courageous self that's just grounded in you know I don't know what the world is going to bring tomorrow but I do trust that everything is figure outable, that everything is survivable that those places where I feel really incapable, there's got to be someone who loves me, who will step up and who will say, I'm here to help. That there's something that will happen that will help. And you can call that faith, you can call that blind optimism, but it is actually a very healthy mental way to decide you're going to live. Especially when you start to work with fear in this way and you realize that that fear of failure that's kept you from even starting, when you start working with it in a really direct way and just not even seeing failure as bad, not seeing it as something that can define you, looking at failure as even being positive, looking at failures and anticipating them and deciding how you'll respond in advance, you know what ends up happening? is the majority of the New York Times bestsellers that you ask to endorse your book end up saying yes and giving you beautiful endorsements. And the majority of people that you ask for support end up saying yes. That's what's astonishing, is that the not even starting is like 80% of the game. The not even being willing to ask is 80% of the game. A large amount of the time, people are happy to help. And the times when they aren't, Okay, that's not a match for the two of you right now. Maybe it will be in the later, maybe it will be later, who knows what's to come. But you know what's gonna come if you just don't even start because you're so afraid of failure. So, my invitation to you today is to decide who it is you wanna be and how you want this fear of failure to limit your life. Because it will limit your life if you let it. And you're powerfully in choice right here, right now, to decide that you want something different. So hopefully, that's giving you some inspiration to decide that fear of failure today is not the day for it to hold you back. As always, I'm so honored and happy that you're here. I would love to hear about how you decided to seize the day, move forward, or otherwise face any fears of failure. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash yourcourageouslife, instagram.com, Kate Courageous. You can also get a bunch of downloadable resources, the Your Courageous Life library. Sign up at yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin. And my book, The Courage Habit, is available at booksellers everywhere on Amazon. You can learn more about it by going to couragehabit.com. Thanks so much for listening. And here's to you going after everything you want.